Hello and welcome to the Over the Farmgate podcast, brought to you by Farmers Guardian. I'm your host, Head of News, Abby Kay. As Russian bombs continue to fall in Ukraine and the scale of the disaster keeps on growing, it's easy to feel helpless. But farming communities across the UK have pulled together to provide aid to the people who need it most. This week, Jez Fredenberg talks to Claire Jones, a mixed farmer from Wales, about his epic journey to the border of Ukraine, laden with food and medical supplies. Putin's terrorist act in Ukraine has created 4.2 million refugees so far, according to the UN. In response, more than 90,000 people in the UK have signed up to offer a home to Ukrainians fleeing their country, and £260 million has been donated by the British people to the Disasters Emergency Committee. The UK farming community has been playing its part in all of this, with more than 300 CLA members and more than 40 members of the Scottish Land and Estates offering places to stay and UK farming unions donating £25,000. However, things are frustratingly slow and less than 10% of these applications made by Ukrainians without family ties to the UK have so far been granted leaving many still waiting in Ukraine, Poland and other surrounding countries. Of course, in the meantime, many Ukrainians are still fighting Russian forces and need food, medical equipment and other help. Some British farmers are therefore taking things into their own hands. Claire Jones is one of them, a mixed farmer from Wales who decided to buy a Land Rover, raise some money and drive it over after spotting a plea from a farmer in Ukraine asking for a 4x4 to help with the war effort. As you're about to hear, things quickly snowballed though as Liz's small Welsh community heard what he was doing. Within eight days, he found himself and six local guys driving to the Ukrainian-Polish border with £24,000 worth of aid and a Land Rover and trailer to hand over. This is an epic tale about a rural community and how Clear found himself connected to all sorts of other Europeans en route. I'm a sheep, beef and uh, free-range egg farmer, uh, producing eggs for Tesco's. In a little village called Llanvihangel Glimmerwyr, uh, which is between Rhythin and um, Betosokoed, which is on the in Snowdonia. It actually goes back years ago. Uh, I used to run a, a charity called Camroth Gam, which is Step by Step, which um, three of us started the charity to help um, build schools and orphanages and kitchens and toilets in Africa. Uh, we started that in 2007 and we, we went out every year until 2012 and then life basically just caught up with us. Um, we all got married, we all got children and the charity was was mothballed um, but there was always a little bit of money left in the account and Ellen Lloyd, um, a friend of mine, rang me up on the Friday saying, oh, there's, there's, I think that, she said, oh, there's around £2,000 in the account, should we be a good good opportunity for us to give the money to Ukraine and close the account and and then it'll be done and then and then I think it was like the day before I had seen I'm on Twitter and I'd seen the um, Ukrainian Dutch farmer and he put an appeal on on Twitter asking for four four by four vehicles. I also noticed that a friend of mine was selling a discovery uh, down the road, 
And I've also driven, with a charity, I've driven through the Sahara Desert, through Africa, so things like that doesn't really bother me. And I put all things together and I said to Ellen, well, let's, um, let's do this then. And then that was on Friday. Within eight days, we, were, we delivered all the equipment and done everything and on our way home. So it was pretty remarkable what we achieved. It, it is. It's, it's pretty amazing. And like you said, within eight days like that, that's incredible. Tell us how you went about gathering all these, all these things together. Like you said, you had the Land Rover Discovery, but you also, you, you kind of actually started to pull together other things as well, didn't you? How, how did it sort of come about? So on the, on the Friday evening, yeah, we'd made the decision. And then I didn't really press the go button until the Saturday morning. And I, I, I was, I, for some reason, I was hesitating to do it on Facebook because once you put it on Facebook, once you've said it out loud to somebody, then you, it's like you've got to do it. So I think it was like nine o'clock on Saturday morning I decided we were going to do it. And it just went absolutely, um, yeah, it went so busy and people... With so much supports, because uh, Lori had only opened um, a GoFundMe page and it hadn't opened properly, uh, it was going to take uh, X amount of days. And then I think I rang my friend up saying, "Can I buy you a vehicle?" Uh, which he accepted. Uh, Sean was, you know, he's a good mechanic, and I, I was quite confident that the Land Rover. It was an, an O4 Land Rover, uh, and I was quite confident that it, would, it, it was going to take me there. I bought the vehicle with my own money because I didn't want the charity to buy it um, because um, it, I, I just felt that because I knew the Land, Land Rover was going to go towards a war effort and it, it wouldn't sit properly that the charity was buying something for war. So I decided to buy it myself. So we asked for, for contribution and that was more towards just fuel and the tunnel, uh, the Euro tunnel and just things like that. But it quickly came apparent that um, people were giving us... A lot of money, which then meant that we right we were gonna we could then fill the Land Rover up with medical aid, and I had noticed people were gathering f- um, a lot of clothes for the Ukrainians. I knew clothes is important, but I knew in the back of my mind that it's actually aid, it's food that they want, um, and and um, medical aid. So we went on the Ukrainian government website, and there was a list there of everything that they needed, and. My wife, she's a Emma, is a is an equine vet. So we we basically went through her wholesaler and whatever was on the Ukrainian list, we 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 basically um, bought. And as the money was pouring in, literally pouring in, we were able to buy more and more stuff. And then and then we realised, Craigie, we, we we need another vehicle. Uh, this isn't, uh, you know, it's not gonna, we're not going to fill everything in. And. My neighbour, I think she's an accountant for Eva Williams Trailer, who, who actually builds trailers in Corwin, which is down the road. And um, I just thought maybe if I could get like a second-hand trailer, like an old something that just just to get me there. But within yeah, within what an hour or so, she rang up and said, "Yeah, no, we've got a a brand new trailer for you." Um, and it was it was, yeah, it was remarkable, really. Um, and then. <laughs> the, the money was still pouring in. So the, our main problem that we were facing on probably on the Tuesday, Wednesday, was um, the border between the UK and France was going to be our most difficult border because we're not in the EU anymore. And I had been... I had just quickly saw on Twitter that some people were having difficulties at the borders. 
our plan B was to hire a vehicle in France and buy the food in France and then take it over there. And then we, we would just get rid of that red tape. Uh, but we were confident that with the, the, the equipment that we were buying in the UK, the medical equipment, as long as it wasn't drugs, um, it was fine. And as long as it was, it was listed and it was, it was free as well. But we were thinking we were going to probably be at the border for a few hours going through everything. We had a list, we did an itinerary and we just prepared ourselves. And it took a few days to do that. Then Gareth and Phil rang up, lads from Rithinch down the road, wanted to join us. They had a Toyota pickup and we thought, yeah, maybe we could do with a Toyota pickup if the Land Rover um, breaks down or maybe we could take the trailer with it or whatever. Uh, you know, that was a, you know, it was a, it was a back, our backup, you know, plan B or plan C. So that, they came out and then we wanted to fill that vehicle up with medical aid as well and food and, and, you know, we were just inundated. So in the end, there was seven of us driving and I'm very, very lucky that I've got Lynn and Mena and Lori looking after the, the poultry side for me. I've got Vicky looking after the sheep and beef side for me and Trottery. So they gave me that opportunity to be able to, to, to drop tools and um, concentrate fully on, on this yeah, and then and then we just made a plan that we were going to leave on the Thursday evening. Uh, we all met up, and um, yeah, and we off we went. The the Land Rover, to be fair to her, she didn't miss a beat. Um, she pulled. She, she put the, the the trailer. There was over two tons of aid in the trailer, um, and it was heavy. <laughs> it was heavy, um, but she didn't miss a, a beat. And um, yeah, we go over to to France. Hide the um, so. It was quite slow. Um, we couldn't go any f- faster than 50 miles an hour. I, we arrived at Dunkirk at six o'clock in the morning. We decided then to just leave me and Bryn in Dunkirk, let the Land Rover go, because we needed a few hours, get the Land Rover to put a few miles on onto the clock. By 12 o'clock, we were loaded with four pallets of food. Uh, we went to a Carrefour warehouse, uh, like, a, like a massive supermarket there. And they were so helpful. Um, we only had to buy three pallets and they gave us one for free. We were trying to get dry food, um, baby milk. They gave us a lot of powder, but also the baby milk that's already mixed, which was actually quite heavy. But I just thought maybe, you know, when you're in the... You, you need clean milk, uh, you know, and we were just thinking... Yeah, clean water, isn't it? Yeah, mm. so we just thought... Oh, so we, we, even though it was heavy, we decided to take it. And, um, yeah, off we went. Well, we found out quite quickly that it was way too much weight in the, in the van and it was, the, it was hitting the, the... There was no suspension to it. And we were thinking, oh, are we going to get fined if we break it? So on the way, we just Googled um, another charity that was collecting aid and there was one right in the middle of Brussels. Um, so we, we just rang them up and said, can we drop off a pallet, please, because we got too much weight. And they, were, they, were, they took it on. We drove all night. Myself and Bryn arrived at the drop-off point at, I think, about 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. So we, we'd done really well. And we'd only really only stopped for three hours just to sleep. And that was it. And then we just carried on. So, um, yeah, I was quite knackering. It felt, felt like lambing. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had some good practice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just feel good, yeah. So, um, but um, the Land Rover actually went towards the Lviv uh, border um, because they they had because we were carrying medical aid there. So we were told uh, to divert the vehicle down towards there, and we went a little bit higher up. 
uh, towards the Belarus border. We we literally unloaded the van onto um, Ukrainian trucks. Didn't even go into the warehouse because they were wanting food. Once they knew that we were, we were carrying food, uh, it was straight on the trucks and, and away. We, we, we arrived at 11 o'clock and there was uh, probably like 10 vehicles in front of us. Um, and it was quite nice, really, because there were people from France, Germany, Austria, Denmark, uh, yeah, uh, Lithuania. They were all from uh, Poland. And they were all... It was quite nice, really, that we were all working together and um, unloading straight onto the trucks. Aris and Lucas were in the Land Rover and they had to drive right up to the border. They, were, they unloaded the trucks... Uh, unloaded the trailer um, on different Ukrainian trucks and they were also taken right to the front because they had medical aid and they were desperate for it. And they were very, to be fair, they were really grateful. And uh, yeah, and then that was it. That was the job done. And, and the, the, the Land Rover there, Claire, you were, you were having to hand over the Land Rover as well to the Dutch farmer. How did that, how did that go about? We didn't actually meet the, uh, the Ukrainian farmer because he was... Uh, the, the Dutch farmer, because he was back in Holland, but we handed it over to one of his uh, colleagues or, um, yeah, friends. And, um, yeah, they were so grateful. And the Land Rover now is in uh, Kiev, helping the war effort there. And um, the trailer is still on the Lviv-Poland uh, border, and it's doing trips in... Um, uh, every day into into there, so it's it's been used really well, um, and it's great, really. Um, I feel, I feel like our mission was accomplished by 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 doing that. And um, yeah, we we got home. They, uh, Chris and Lucas flew home. Uh, we had to take the van back to um, France, and then uh, Gareth and uh, Phil picked us up. I had promised my wife I'd be home for. For breakfast on on Monday, uh, but it was it was ten o'clock, so I just, I just missed breakfast. <laughs> oh my so goodness. it was pretty. It was pretty. I was I was only one hour late, so uh, yeah, wow. it was pretty good, really. Yeah, it's it's such an incredible story, and I think, do you know what? I think, oh my god, in these in these weird times that we're living in, um, you know, the last few years with the pandemic, but particularly now with what's happening with Putin's terrorist attack on Ukraine, I think it. It's so nice to kind of hear a story that is all about the goodness of people pulling together. Because what I love about, you know, your story is it's not it's not just you and like a mate going out, is it? It's like all these people that like donated money, that donated the trailer, um, you know, even down to like the, the supermarket staff in France and all these other people that made it happen as well, you know, people that donated their time, who actually went out with you. It, it's it's amazing, isn't it? I I I, I do. Um, when I got home, people would say to you, "Oh God, oh, like say, oh, you're a hero and all that." But the reality is, um, all we did was sat on our bums, drank too much coffee, ate too much haribos. And just, just drove. That's all we did. The the heroes are the the people who gave us the money because without that money, we wouldn't have been able to achieve half of what we wanted to do. And it was so like people were turning up, just giving like twenty pound, and it was like like and the farm. It was like like it was, it was unbelievable. People just turning up, and um, yeah, without that, we would never have been able to do it. 
How much did you did you raise in the end then? I think the total was twenty four thousand in the end. So it's amazing. I think it was twelve thousand pounds worth of um medical care, seven thousand pounds worth of food. And then there was fuel and things. So, and I think there's some, there's still a bit of money left, but we've we've decided we're going to give that to the um, DEC. That's the one, yeah, yeah. Disaster Emergency Committee. Yeah, so we're going yes. to give whatever's left. We're going to give that to that. And then, um, but one thing um, that was quite nice because our charity we'd been left it since 2012. We hadn't done anything, and it was quite nice to work with Laurie and Alan again. I. I, I that I quite enjoyed that bit. I, I got a lot more out of it than, than I put in. And um, I just feel maybe we should... Um, yeah, I, I, I feel that there's... Maybe in, I don't know, in the next... Maybe in another 10 years, we'll probably do something else because I do enjoy doing voluntary work. and I do enjoy... I, I enjoy travelling and I enjoy helping people. Uh, so it's 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 really... it's It's put another... Yeah, kick my bum that I need to do something else about it. Well, I mean, I feel like you've you've done like you know you've done a lot of incredible things, but um, I think one one thing that's that's interesting though is obviously you've got this background in in charity work, and now you've done this as well. What's your advice, I guess, to to people who are thinking that they want to go and do something like this? Because it has to be done for the right reasons, doesn't it? It has to be done very much with really wanting to do something useful because i think there is there is the risk sometimes that um you can actually do do something that's not actually very helpful and might might kind of actually create a little problem you know how can people make sure that what they're what they're doing is really going to help the way i i looked at it is i the ukrainian government website was really helpful because they basically said what they wanted so it just it, it, it justified what we were doing then also, because we were delivering the vehicle to Ukraine, we had to drive it there. In reality, it's quite expensive. It really is expensive. It's a, an expensive way of, of delivering goods in, in pickup trucks. But if you can take, make sure that what you're delivering is what they really, really want. Um, the, the trailer, £12,000 worth of um, medical aid, you could have filled it in like a... Like a Astra van. It wasn't. It wasn't massive. It wasn't a huge amount of stuff, but it was valuable. Yeah, just make sure that whatever you're taking is is um, valuable. And I, I think they're they're fine with clothes. I, I, the warehouse was full of it. So, I, I, but the food they desperately need food and medical aid. So, yeah, if you can do that, that's great. I think money as well. They they just need money. They can they can buy what they want then. Clay, thank you so much. It's such an amazing, amazing story. It's great. I think. I think for me, it's like it's it's great how we were working with a Dutch um, farmer and his cousin. It was great. It was. It does feel. You do feel European when you're doing all this and um, helping each other out. And yeah, like I said, without the people from around our local community, our rural community, and it's like it's unbelievable. Um, it's so. It, it it's it just. It's humbling that people in in our area feel confident to give you the money because they know what you're gonna do, and, and, and we've got such a good team, so it's it's great really. But um, yeah, it's it's just a, it's just a shame that we have to do it in the beginning. Really, um, it's it's terrible uh, what's happening, and um, and it's um, I just feel what we've done is it's so so small, but it's 
you know, if everybody does that little bit, then we, you know, you just try and you just feel as a human being, you want to help another human being. And, and yeah, I've done what I can. And once slamming is out of the way, um, and maybe silage, I'll, I might think, you know, I might think of doing something else. Do you think you'll go back? Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have no, I wouldn't hesitate to go back. Do, do you think this whole experience brought home how close in some way the, the war is? Oh, yeah, well, of course, yeah, because, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a one-day drive and you're there. It's so, so close. Um, it's literally on a doorstep. It's an assault on Europe, isn't it? I it think is, yeah. It, it sort of feels much more kind of like in our back garden. Yeah, So definitely. Yeah. Well, okay, thank you. No problem. But, um, great, you know, incredible story there. So um, thank you so much for coming on and telling us about it. And, um, yeah, maybe we'll be hearing from you again in, in a, like you said, after lambing. Maybe yeah. we'll have gone out there again. <laughs> if somebody wants to give me a free uh, 4x4, then I would happily deliver it. No problem at all. I just feel like, just as you said that, I know for sure there is going to be a farmer listening, if not several, who will be ringing in um, no problem. And, and donating uh, something like that. I, yeah, and we will, I'll, fill it, I'll fill it with, um, with aid and we, I, would, I would happily, happily take it there. There we go. I, I think that's a real... There's an offer there to, lis- to listeners. Um, I know we've had a lot of... There are a lot of farmers donating all sorts of things and um, I think that the community that has a real tradition of... Um, pulling together like that and helping out. So, what's the best way to get hold of you? Um, I'm on Twitter as Lear Derwy, so it's double L Y R D E R W Y double D. Well, thanks to Clear Jones there for sharing his story and perspective. Um, I don't know if you're like me, you were maybe feeling a bit emotional there about all the all the people involved all along the along the route. Um, and I really loved what what Clear said about the connections um, between other Europeans and and how he sort of felt part of that. I think more than ever, we need to think about those connections between us. Now, I think it's important to point out that as Claire said, he had a reason to drive out there because he was responding to a, a specific request for a vehicle, but that driving aid out is not, is not always going to be the most efficient way to make use of any donations that you might raise. And so if you do decide to go out, it's really important to do your research beforehand and make sure that what you're taking is useful and is most needed. We're going to be delving a little deeper into this topic in a couple of weeks when we've got a former worker from the Ukrainian Agricultural Ministry uh, on the line who's now based in Poland and is trying to match farmers across Europe with specific calls for help from within Ukraine. We'll be talking to him on the 19th of April, along with a British farmer from Cumbria who has been helping him and is trying to work out how we could strengthen that farmer-to-farmer assistance between the two countries. Until then, if you want to donate to the Disasters Emergency Committee, like Claire is doing, you can go to www.dec.org.uk. The Ukraine government website also has information about organisations that it is working with on the website war.ukraine.ua forward slash support dash Ukraine.
that's all we have time for this week. Thank you to you, dear listener. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please do share it with your friends and family on social media. You never know, we might even be able to find someone to donate another vehicle to the cause. In the meantime, you can also subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes of Over the Farm Gate. And don't forget to pick up a copy of this week's Farmer's Guardian, where you can read about how lab-made meat isn't as sustainable as the big corporations would have you believe, and how rural voters are abandoning the Tories. Until next week, from us at FG, thank you for listening.